your melody Even when I cannot see But you're orchestrated Even when the dark surrounds You'll never let me drown I know that my hope is found In the name of Jesus Ooh. You say you're working everything For my good and Beautiful music, dog. From all my unruly notes, the distance is distant. It's moving closer. I see, erase the scales from my eyes, then play the scale of my life. Chaos played off with a chord and a chord with a source, preventing from striving. I've tasted suffering, I've been embraced by the painful buffering. I've been bound by doubt so loud right now, but a melody is made when you play these rusty keys. So we all gotta get pressed, tuned up like instruments. But I know all of life's deeper with sad whenever we remember this. There's peace Drowning out the voices All around me Through all of this chaos You are writing A symphony A symphony And even in the madness There's peace Drowning out the voices All around me Through all of this chaos You are writing A symphony Shines for all to see. 
Hello, 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 everyone. It's great to have all of us men on the call today, depending on where you're joining from. Um, obviously, the Men's Recovery and Life Group is focused on uh, men in the African diaspora, you know, because what I have found is in, in my journey to freedom and wholeness is that there are quite a number of resources uh, within the church and outside the church uh, for men recovery um, in the UK and in the US, but not as much in Africa. And for those who are either listening or joining for the first time, uh, men recovery and wholeness is, 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 is a bit specialized. So we have generally men discipleship groups in most churches, uh, and that is important and vital, but this is really uh, more focused on men that have issues around habits, hots, and hang-ups. Um, obviously, habits, like we shared, uh, the top nine habits that men struggle with, from gambling to workaholism to issues with their sexuality uh, to online issues. And then hang-ups are, are just triggers. And then hurts are obviously, um, you know, men, men as they grow up have had all kinds of hurts from their fathers, uh, from their peers, from their experiences and so the idea is that we come together to to share tips you know and principles and uh, the uh the uh, provision uh made available for for us as men to be healed and you know you 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 redeem a man you, you bring a man into wholeness and you you already sort out generations you have a man is, is, is still caught up in that side. What you find is that, you know, you create his uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife, um, and then obviously um, a plethora of women that would leave and walk with him. And then obviously the children that would come through. So uh, there is a strong conviction that there is a need for this. And that's why we um, catch up both in group, uh, online, and also in a podcast. Yes, the podcast is starting off it's called man talk africa and uh every uh session especially the sessions that we do not have uh confidential information shared because the, the, the idea behind the live group is to really allow us to share and onboarding on ourselves uh, so those podcasts that do not have um, that sh level of sharing would uh, be uploaded um so welcome today uh, it's great to have you all here Today, we're looking at hope, H-O-P-E, and how does that play out in 
um, our journey to uh, to healing. Um, and so the idea is, I'm just going to, okay, beautiful. Um, yes, so, okay, beautiful. So um, obviously, um, as we as we dive in, um, it's very important that this is something you do on your own and for um, all groups, uh, especially men groups, please give place for us to uh, share how we feel. Um, many times we hurt ourselves because we don't give avenues to share how we feel. And so be nice to know wherever you are, how are you feeling today? What's your core emotion? Fear, anger, joy, guilt, sadness, shame, and hot. And um, it'd be nice to share how you feel and possibly why you feel that way. It is very healing. So um, the scriptural basis of that is confess your faults. It's interesting. It doesn't say confess your sins. So confess your fault lines. It's like when um, an electrician comes to your house or a mechanic comes to your car and you begin to tell him, oh, I have issues. I'm hearing a noise. I'm you know, it's the same way we do that for our cars and most and that facilitates, uh, you know, the healing of our cars before it breaks down. But we don't do that for ourselves. We don't say, I feel a bit depressed. Uh, it might be this. I feel a bit sad. Or I feel very motivated. You know, we don't we don't do that. And unfortunately, uh, that provides, um, doesn't provide the avenue for healing. Hi, Izzy. How's it going? I noticed you are joining. It's been nice to uh, get your participation. Hi, Izzy. Okay. At whatever point your network is stable enough to participate, please put a voice to it. We'd love to hear, hear from you. I was just saying that, you know, yeah. Hi. Hi, Eze. How's it going? Okay, so I see it's um, it's network issues. So I'll just say as we progress that um, we as men, many times you take your car to you know the mechanic, and you know you will tell the mechanic, "Oh, I I think there is an issue." Most time we don't really know the issue, but we just say, "Oh." I hear a noise, I hear a screeching or, you know, something is wrong. And, you know, that's really what, when the Bible says, confess your faults, you know, it doesn't really say, some versions may say confess your sin, which is okay. But really, it's really just sharing often the issues, you know, even before they become issues. How do you feel? I feel heavy. I feel depressed. I feel happy. I feel motivated. And why? And often when we go through those routines of finding somebody we trust and somebody that you know is accepting of us and we can share how we feel it's often a very key instrument in staying healthy and avoiding breakdowns those breakdowns are whatever whether that is moral breakdowns or you know uh, emotional breakdowns uh today is really about hope um how i feel i feel quite um happy i feel quite um you know excited um, i have been physically tired because of the challenges of the week i've been going to work and been having a training but today was quite restful um and chilled and 
I haven't, I, I kind of took a break from these sessions and it, it is really great to be able to return back to them um, today. So I, I feel really good. Um, and is it be nice to know how you're feeling today as well, if the network would allow. Okay, so I think network issues. All right, today we're looking at hope and there is a quote that we are looking at. It says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. This is a quote by C.S. Lewis, who was very well respected in the literary world, in the academic world, as well as the Christian world, um, for the way he was able to bring wisdom into um, you know, literacy and uh, literature. Um, and I think this is very important. Today we're looking at hope as men, men who have struggled with hang-ups, um, you know, triggers, you know, there are certain things that trigger men, you know, negatively, and there are men that have hurts. And so you find a struggle with bouts of depression, heaviness, and just negativity. And then there are those that struggle with habits. And we had said that there are different, in fact, there are nine habits that men face, you know, from work habits, just workaholics to internet. And by internet, it doesn't even mean pornography. People just live in that cyber world. They can't understand why they're jumping from WhatsApp to Instagram, from Instagram to Snapchat. And it could be just just and chat, but that has become an addiction and unhealthy because they cut off relationships with with people you know which is definitely more healthy and then there are sexual addictions there's drug addictions betting is a big addiction now it's obsessive so people get involved in stuff that they don't even know why but i think the, the key is the fact that irrespective of uh the fact that we may not be able to change our beginnings uh, but we can't start from where we are we can't change the end and i think that is key because it says better the end of a thing uh, than the beginning. So we are moving forward and we're literally going to just uh, look at this issue about hope. Um, the model we are working with in terms of men's recovery, and we say that freedom is where you get free of your habits, your hearts and hang-ups. And we say wholeness is when you go beyond um, those limitations and you can face stress in life and you're reacting in peace. You face challenges of life and there is joy. You can endure disadvantageous situations without becoming angry and, you know, becoming this, um, you know, uh, firecracker that everyone around you knows you're going to explode. You're just managing to keep your top down. No. So wholeness is a place where you're truly healthy. And even when you face situations, you are peaceful, you're joyful. And uh, that is really where negative habits, oh, I'm free from, you know, the cycle of bitterness or cycle of depression, but we want to move into a place of wholeness. And all the principles we look at are to help us get to freedom, but not stop the journey there, but also get to wholeness. And we had looked at the first principle. The first principle talked about the need to be sincere and truthful, you know, because it's amazing. God loves us. And, you know, there's this scripture in the Bible that says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom 
I think the kingdom of, of, of God. And for a long time, I will read that scripture and, and very and spiritualize it. The, you know, blessed are the poor in heart, blessed are the poor in spirit. And it almost looked like I said, being poor in heart and in spirit is a good thing. It's not a good thing. You know, God wants us to be rich towards God. God, God has blessed us with all spiritual riches. But the, the beautiful thing is that even when we are spiritually poor, even when we are struggling to relate with God, even when we are struggling to live for God, even when we have nothing much to offer, he says that in that place, when we come to a place of sincerity, a place of humility and repentance before God, even though we are still poor, Bible there is a blessing. You know, that even for the spiritually poor, they are not left out. Blessed are the spiritual for poor, because I, if, I hope I'm not misquoting the Beatitude, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, so even when we have nothing to offer, God loves us. Even when we have nothing to offer, God has arranged events and activities to bring us happiness and joy, to assure us of his goodness and to encourage us to take the necessary steps to move from spiritual poverty to a place of abundance, which is more reflective of who we are in God. So our first principle, we need to get sincere. You're not going to enter freedom. You're not going to enter into it if you do not build within yourself a culture of honesty and truthfulness. It might not be with everybody, but you must have a group. You must have people that you can level up to at every season of your life where you can say it's sunny today and tomorrow it's not sunny. It's very cloudy in my soul right now. You know, that exercise of sincerity will keep you healthy, will keep you whole and will bring you into freedom. The second principle is the principle of how we can earnestly believe that God exists and that I matter, that you matter to the Lord and that he has power to help us recover. So the reading is, happy are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Happy are they, are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. And I would like to hear, Izzy, you're the one connecting to the call today. Um, what's your understanding of this verse in the light of, you know, set, being free, being whole, you know, recovering from hurts, hang-ups, and habits? What's your understanding? Let's, let's give your internet a try if it will work. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Would your internet work if it will? Okay, so let's, I think the internet there is a challenge. Let me move on. Uh, it's just, you know, there are different perspectives, but the point is um, there is a lot of mourning for anyone that has had to deal with habits that, you know, are controlling your life or kind of come up into your life when things are good and bring you down. For anyone that goes through the roller coaster of negative emotions, you know, it, it, it breeds a lot of unhappiness. You know, it breeds a lot of sadness. It breeds a lot of mourning, um, especially when you are a child of God. You know, it, it, the, the person outside of God, outside of Christ doesn't really care as much. You know, but when you're in Christ, the fact you can feel sadness and sorrow over contradictions in your life is a, is a good thing. It's, it's a blessed thing. It means that there is something that is alive in you. Want to believe that, you know, self-right of guilt and all the voices of conviction, but that's not true. That's not true. 
he didn't say happy are those who uh, deny you know the reality of sadness in their soul or the reality of guilt god isn't going to offer anyone um you know they say that in the prison everyone says they're innocent and so if everyone claims they're innocent who is going to receive the presidential pardon the presidential pardon is only for those who are actually guilty so if we think that you know righteousness or confidence before god means denying the reality of guilt in your life it's a it's a lie from the pit of hell you know when we look at those who walk with god they did not break into peace and joy or forgiveness by denying their sins david didn't deny his failures peter didn't deny he had betrayed jesus he wept but it is from that place of confronting our failures admitting our, our faults and then engaging with the mercy of god you know that process of mourning that brings us into comfort. You know, those who shut their guilt and just believe in all kinds of delusions. So whatever they do, whether wrong or right, they just believe, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, don't tell me I'm, I miss, don't tell me I'm wrong. People like that are, are often deluded. They could even be Christians, but they have opened their lives to another spirit and another gospel. It's just a matter of time before they fall off the cliff, you know, so hopefully, both for AZ and for others who will be receiving this as a podcast, it is helpful to mourn when in reality there are failures in our lives because God offers only those kind of people comfort. And that's what this principle is about. There is hope. It says that we came to believe that there is a power greater than ourselves that could restore us to sanity. You know, there is hope. And Romans 7 verse 18 says, for it is God who walks in you to will and to act according to his good purposes. So God is working. And when there is construction work, there is movement, there is noise. When God is working in your life, ex expect, you know, uh, you know, confrontations from within, from without. Expect, expect God's loving push and pulls, you know, because he's working. And sometimes the work of God can be messy. And, you know, it's often very, quite noisy. You know, when God is working, you many times will know he's at work. So he's working. And I believe that for everyone that will be, you know, joining this, this sessions or getting the messages as podcasts, you know, let's believe God He's working in us. And the outcome of his work is to make us men, you know, bring us to a good purpose. You know, there is an evil purpose. And, and as long as we are not willing to be sincere and confront the issues in our lives that do not line up with the character of God. Uh, unfortunately, we are, we are encouraging ourselves into a, a negative purpose. But those who mourn, those who are willing to confront their, their feelings, their issues, they can realign with the good purpose. The Bible says concerning David that he slept after fulfilling his purpose. And this is a man who had massive moral failures to get the testament or testimony that after he had accomplished his purpose he slept how did he do that he did that through
that was something
Oh, wow. I just realized that I've been on mute. Ah, wow. Wow. Okay. So let's go for this. So uh, we so must sorry. move on from the place. Yeah, easy. Just realized I've been on mute uh, since the, I came back from the network break. Okay. So let's, let's continue. Um, so we're saying, you know, we must accept that, except God helps us in our journey to freedom. And then moving from freedom to wholeness, we are totally powerless. And that's the first principle we looked at, you know, but, but we can move from there to believing that God exists and that we are important to him as men and that we are able to receive God's power to help us recover. Um, Hebrews 11, 6 says, anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And I was trying to explain this idea about earnestness because I think that's where we miss it. Earnestness means priority. In the circles I, I walk, actually in terms of men and recovery and all that, they would say that, you know, when you are, you know that your life is being harmed or damaged or controlled by negative habits or hurts or hang-ups, then your pursuit for healing and wholeness has become as important as anything else. And they would say that apart from, you know, the essentials of, you know, maintaining your body, your health, maintaining your family, if you're married and have children, and then maybe your job, apart from those three things, the pursuits, the consistent pursuit of healing and wholeness, engaging God in prayer, um, getting the wisdom of God through the scriptures, meditating on the word, reading books, engaging with relationships that are geared towards the area of healing and recovery, they will say it must become most important. And I was saying that, you know, that is how others, you know, in the Bible and in our everyday life, um, you know, they found healing and wholeness. Uh, the founder of um, Alcoholic Anonymous was actually a Christian who was, you know, struggling with alcoholism. And then he came up with this idea of the 12 steps and he will gather men um, and later on women who struggled in this area and they would dedicate at least twice a week or once a week to come together and talk about their struggles and how they can enter into healing. And that is that word earnestness, it must become so important. I was saying that, you know, when David failed, you know, and the prophet came to him and said, listen, you are that man. And he began to mourn. It became the most important thing, you know, to him. You know, it, it, it influenced his writing, it influenced his, his singing, it influenced his worship, it, it influenced everything. You have to understand that David was a king. He was like, in our country, Nigeria, he was like President Buhari or in any other country in Africa, you know. And he shut everything down, literally, because even when he heard his son was going to die, the Bible says he went into mourning. Think of that. He couldn't meet Joab to talk about security. He couldn't meet the people that the Levites talk about how worship was. He couldn't. He shut everything down. And that was his earnestness. And that's what it's going to take. It must become priority. We must enter into freedom and we must enter into wholeness. We're not just looking at, you know, taking away that feeling of guilt. It's not just feeling of guilt. We must change the way we think, the way we react, the way we, um, you know, the way we, 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 we do life, especially when situations and circumstances are negative, that must change and it's gonna take earnestness. You know, and I, and I was saying that, you know, whether it's, um, think of Elijah as he pursued the anointing of Elijah. In our case, we're not pursuing necessarily 
the anointing for ministry, and that's good. But the focus of um, the men's recovery group is helping men break into healing and freedom and then grow in maturity to the point where they are whole and healthy. And even when they experience negative situations in life, they can walk in love, they can walk in joy, they can walk in patience and all those good stuff from God's spirit. It's going to take earnestness. Think of how Elijah followed Elijah. Place after place, everything didn't matter. You know, everything else shut down. He was just focused. And that is what sometimes it's going to take. I have, I have walked that journey where, you know, people didn't understand why I was getting obsessive about certain things, where I was obsessive about prayer and obsessive about the word of God and obsessive about reading books and buying certain types of books well, because I was pursuing a freedom and a wholeness that I knew required earnestness. And I was saying that, look at Jesus Christ for, for literally 30 years. He submitted himself to the discipline of the spirit of God and he had potential because at the age of 12, he already showed he had great potential for ministry. You know, he went to the temple with his parents and he left them for a while and he began to discuss with the leaders of the day and he was talking maturely to them. But after that, it's obvious the spirit of God caused him to submit to his parents. And from 12 years to 30 years, he was just submitting himself to God's dealings as a son, as a son in a family. And the Bible says he grew in grace and he grew, but he was still earnest about it. There was no doubt. Because even when he came on the scene, there were things that were already part of his life, you know, that we see reflected in scripture. He'll wake up early in, the, early in the morning. That was something that obviously he had developed in those 12 to 30. The Bible says he went to the synagogue and as his habit was, so he developed that 12 to 30. So we must be earnest about seeking God because um, as we seek God, we will break into wholeness, um, you know, the, the, the word hope is an acronym that we are going to use because this is a program that is open to all men. Like I said, it's for all men in Africa, especially because I have found that in the UK and in the US and Europe, there are a lot of groups geared towards men that are specialized to help men who are struggling with habits and hurts and hunger, but you don't find as many in Nigeria. You have general men's ministry and men's discipleship, which are fantastic and wonderful. But I would think that for every 50% of men in the church who just need to grow as Christians, there are about 50% who their issue is not just being Christians. They, are, they know all they should do, but they are unable to do it because of certain things blocking their ability to walk with God. And these are often habits um, hang-ups and hurts. And we've said the solution to these things is not just deliverance. You know, yes, deliverance has a place. Casting out demons have a place. But we are body, soul, and spirits. And so, especially for men that struggle with this kind of obsessions, compulsions, addictions, struggles, you know, um, it's not enough just to deal with the spiritual. You need to deal with the soul. And obviously, often you need to deal with the social aspect. Many of these men do not have friendships or relationships that they are open, where they can really be themselves. And so that pressure of having to keep up appearances, you know, takes energy from them. And when they are confronted with the challenges of life, they find themselves slipping back into, you know, unhealthy habits and ways. And so the idea is that, you know, it's, it's like multi-solutions. You have to deal with it on, on different levels. And it's not strange because even when you engage the Bible, you find how God, how God disciple people was not just pray, 
you know, it was multiple. They prayed, they engaged the word of God, they ate together, they fellowship together, they build bonds. So it's still the same model that um, is, is vital and critical for, um, you know, breaking into healing and breaking into wholeness. All right, so we're going to use the acronym HOPE. And the first H is higher power. And basically it says that, you know, the higher power is Jesus Christ, you know, and we know that groups like this, you find that, um, you know, men engage with uh, this pursuit of healing through different means and most would require you to engage with a higher power. Uh, but I would say that Jesus Christ is the highest power, you know, and he is the highest power. And if you just want to engage based on the power of your own human soul, it's only as far as it can go. Um, and then there are other religions and each of them has a leader. But to say that Jesus, his CV is amazing. Uh, Jesus claimed that he was God and he proved it. He proved that he was God by, you know, uh, many things. He proved it by being sinless. There is really no leader of any religion that has proved them, themselves or said they were sinless. And Jesus said and leave that out. Uh, Jesus um, was miraculously born. He was born by a virgin. Um, and that, that has not been done or happened for any other religious leader. So he proved by the life he lived, by the signs he lived, that he wasn't ordinary. And he made promises to men. You know, it says, come on to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He made claims that only God could, could make claims, and he did not apologize. He told a, a man in public, you know, your sins are forgiven. And people around him were like, how can you say that? Only God can. And um, he, he asked them, which is greater, to say your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk? Um, they didn't give him an answer, but in our current day, I would say, <laughs> you know, rise up and walk is probably greater because anybody can say your sins are forgiven. It's only when you go to God, you know whether that was true. But if you can rise up and walk before my eyes, that is something I can relate with, you know, and Jesus did both. He, he provided forgiveness to those who were burdened by guilt, um, but he also caused those who um, were, um, you know, bound, he caused them to be, to be raised up. So that's the beauty of, of who Christ is. And it's my privilege to offer Jesus Christ as, um, you know, um, as the source of whatever recovery um, that you are pursuing. Um, it's my joy to be able to offer him and say that he desires a day-to-day, moment-to-moment relationship with you. And through that relationship, all the wisdom you need, all the strength you need can come. And I want to encourage you that you need to begin to pray that, that you would have that same desire because it's vital. It's vital to have a moment by moment, day to day relationship. And that is often driven by desire. You know, so you need to begin to speak over your heart that Lord, as a man, give me a desire to walk with God. If you have challenges with, you know, embracing Jesus as the source of your life, then you really need to, you really need to, um, you know, pray about it. This is not a question of indoctrination or forcing anyone. It's really asking God, God, please open my eyes and my heart to the identity of Jesus Christ, you know, in this, my journey of healing and wholeness, you know. So the scripture says, my grace is enough for you, for where there is weakness, my power is shown the more completely. So 
Jesus isn't afraid of weakness. He isn't saying, get perfect and get clean and get strong. To begin to relate with me, I would empower you to journey from weakness to a place of strength, you know? And we all have weaknesses. That's why we come for these men's programs because um, of the habits, the hurts, and the hangups we have. But it's saying that, you know, with Christ in our lives, we can access strength in the areas we are naturally weak, in the areas we have tendencies that are not good for us. You know, he can give us strength to journey. So I want to really encourage you to embrace Jesus Christ and, and ask the questions, ask yourself the right questions and then see God, you know, but for those who have said yes to Jesus and have said yes to the pursuit of that day-to-day -day relationship, we are enjoying, know access to to power so uh the, the word hope ho higher power jesus christ uh always openness to change uh with god's help we need to be open to allow trials to change us you know as men you know we're not talking about running away from the from the life and the world and you know some some run into church and they spend all their life in church and everybody's asking where is this man this man that ought to be leading, you know, leading the battles, leading, you know, the family, leading the children. Uh, many of us, we, we go and hide. We use all kinds of things as a, as a cave to hide. It's like Elijah hiding. He was afraid. And a lot of us meant good things to hide. But no, we ought to be safe. And, you know, drawing on God's grace, drawing on God's power, you know, to, to live a life of love, live a life of joy, live a life of peace, you know. So even in the midst of the trials of life, uh, we can get better and not better. And that's important. Remember I said that one of the, the reasons for this platform is to help men come out of bitterness. A lot of us men have been hurt by our fathers. Some of us have been hurt by our guardians you know, our uncles, the people that we learned to walk under, you know, we've just been hurt in many ways. And we hurts in our hearts and those hearts and just you know affecting the love god who can walk in love who can experience joy so you need to confront bitterness in your life if it's there it's, gonna, it's not going to give you vision for trace of god you know the power of goodness out of your habits so you need to confront bitterness and ask yourself the questions why am i bitter who am i bitter at if you need to write down the list and begin to ask god for wisdom and strength to take actions to resolve the bitterness for some of them. I forgive you. Imagine that person is dead. What are you going to do? You're going to just have them, you know? And, and there are some people who ask God to forgive, help you forgive them your friends, that you might need to have a conversation and say, you know, you hurt me, or I felt offended, or whatever, and have it resolved. These are things God will give you wisdom about, you know. 
Um, so basically, we need to deal with bitterness. Uh, uh, based on the wisdom of God, Ephesians 4, to must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different person. So the change is not just in your outward behavior. It's in your attitude towards life. It's your attitude towards trials and troubles. I'm telling you, some of us, when we get free, the things that you should you used to get depressed about, you start getting excited about. <laughs> it's like a David who sees Goliath and he says, oh boy, it's time for me to show that, 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 what I have been learning. You know, while everyone was scared, you know, because there were a lot of bound men, you know, like Saul in, in that camp. So we need to be open to change in our hearts, in our minds, um, you know, and, and be open to the fact that there is power to change. God is a God of power and he can change us. He can even change our situations. Some of us are in environments that do not encourage us to live a whole life. It doesn't encourage us to, to break free. But when we make contact with the power of God, as we pray to God, about the our struggles and our challenges, you find that he begins to rearrange the chessboard of our lives and he brings us out of situations, brings us into situations, changes jobs for us. You know, things just change. And even our circumstances, our external experiences are transformed. That is what can happen as we begin to engage God and you know, call his power to bear in our journey to healing and wholeness as men. Philippians 4:13 says, For I can do everything. God asks me to do with the help of Christ who gives me strength. And power open to the instructions of God. Uh, Psalm 25, verse 5 was written by a man. He said, lead me, teach me hope except in you so you read with god to access the confronted the red sea for many men overcoming their habits overcoming their hearts overcoming their hang-ups is like crossing the red sea is impossible you know they they have grown up in families where all the men have struggled with these things and have not overcome so who are they you know but think of Moses, as he confronted the Red Sea, he got an instruction. So it's important that as we see God's power, yes, it's good to pray. That is the starting point in accessing God's power. But we must also recognize that many times the power of God is released, is activated as we receive instructions, as he brings guidance. So you might be, go and buy this book, go on a fast, go and share your challenge with somebody, relocate, whatever it might be. And as we follow those instructions, it's like we're opening a, a lid of Milo or a bottle of, of Sprite or something, and we are now accessing the power of God. So God has power to change, but we must be open to his guidance and his leading to access that power. Thirdly, as men that want to break into healing and wholeness, using the, the word HOPE, H-O-P as an acronym, it says expect to change, expect to change. Don't quit before the miracle happens because the day will come as a man when you would look back at your life and say, wow, I am no more struggling with certain things. I don't have hangups anymore. You know, the devil can't just play me around. You know, traffic for some people, they get into traffic on the road and they get angry. 
And you're like, why am I so angry? Because some man cut me off on the road. And there are men like that every time they drive, they get angry and stressed. The day will come when you would experience that same challenges on the road and you're not angry anymore. You just find, you know, and a miracle has happened in your heart, a miracle of healing and wholeness. Some men who struggle with loss, I mean, they, they see a woman 30 kilometers away, they're already shaking and struggling. The, the day will come when a woman will be right beside you and you're having a healthy professional conversation and you're not going to struggle, you know? So there are miracles like that. That is part of the reason for this, how we can break out of anger, break out of loss, break out of all kinds of negative situations we're in. The miracle would happen, but we need to uh, persevere and we need to have faith that they would happen. With God's help, the changes that you have longed for are just steps away. So just keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. If you've experienced failures, get up and press on because God said, blessed are those who mourn. That's the key. You mourn and experience the comfort of God. Don't deny. Don't deny your failures or your challenges. You mourn, experience the comfort of God and apply the wisdom of God to move forward in your journey. And you stay in the place of faith that indeed something is going to happen. Uh, there are lots of wonderful promises of God. It says, um, I am sure that God who began the good work within you will keep right on helping you grow in grace until his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. Amen. So there is a growth in grace. And that's why it's us. As we engage with God, as you engage with other believers, you are experiencing the presence of God, but you must also grow in his wisdom. As you read the scriptures, as you engage with groups like this, and you learn, you know, principles of God from his word, you grow in the mind of God. And as you do that, you find your capacity increases. You grow from one level of grace to the other. You move from freedom to wholeness. This is what we can enjoy on this side of eternity. There's another beautiful verse, Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So faith is very important in building expectation. But how does faith come? Faith doesn't come by me as a man just believing what I want to believe or just positive belief and positive confession. That is groundless. I can believe for anything. But the key to faith is faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So my question is, what has God promised? The Bible says that by these great and precious promises, God has provided a way for us to be partakers of divine nature. You need to know what God has promised. The only reason why Abraham could believe for a child or believe, you know, for children, as many as the sand of the seashore because God had told him so. God had promised it. That's the only basis. The only reason why Jesus Christ could die and, you know, he could be raised from the dead is that he had a promise from his father. So if you don't have a promise from God in the Bible, you can't really have faith for it. The good news is that God has always promised that we as men can be free. Bible says, if the son shall set you free, you can be free indeed. He has also offered that we can enter into wholeness where is no more freedom. He has said that if you abide in me as I abide in you, that whatever we ask, he will do for us. But he has also said, these are the fruits of the spirit. 
and the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, patience, kindness, all those wonderful stuff. They are for us as men. And as long as we are connected as branches of the vine, we have the potential to bear those fruits. Again and again, the Bible promises wholeness, promises healing. He promises healing our wounds, taking away our hearts. Jesus Christ himself said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me to minister to the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. That is us men. Like I said, 50% of men, even in church, struggle with habits, hearts, but until they deal with the things that are hindering them, they will not really be able to make progress in their work with God. It's like Romans chapter 7. Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do things I do not. And he says about the Lord, was knowledgeable about the ways of God. He said, essentially about, so we can't build, um, surround yourself. We read uh, testimonies of, from uh, limitation of the spirit of God. And you also fight by engaging the mind of God. So you have to expose yourself to the knowledge of God and develop the mind of Christ in you. But you also have to engage with the spirit of God in the place of prayer. And I want to encourage us to call on God wherever you are and, and just, uh, you know, ask God, you know, Jesus Christ, if you are the higher power, then please reveal yourself to me, you know, reveal yourself to me. Um, God isn't about forcing people to, to, to follow him. He has proved himself in the past. And if you need proof, you know, of the fact that the power you need to live a whole life is in Jesus Christ, why not ask for him? to show himself to you, and I, and I know he will. Ask the Lord, why not ask? You'll be, you'll be open, that God will transform you, help you. Why not, why not pray that you begin to hear the instructions of God so that you would access his power. And why not ask God to increase your faith so that you know you will have faith in this journey that truly you can be free and you can be changed. So almighty God, thank you for engaging us today once again. Thank you for reminding us that yes, we recognize that without your help, we are powerless. We have also recognized that we can't afford to deny the reality of where we are in our journey, you know, but you've also told us today that there is power available to help us to be healed and to be whole. And today, as we acknowledge our failures, we embrace hope. We embrace hope. We embrace the higher power. And we ask you to show us, you know, who is the higher power? Is Jesus Christ or some other way the higher power? Please reveal yourself afresh to us and help us to walk with you, help us begin to relate with you 
as Savior and as Lord. We also ask that you will begin to transform us, break out the bitterness, break out the unforgiveness, begin to deal with the foundations of hurt in our hearts. Bring us to a place where we can forgive and release those who have hurt us and offended us because we believe that that is often a vital key to the transformation of our attitudes and our thoughts. Begin to walk on the inside of us as men. Begin to transform our attitudes. Begin to transform our minds. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask that, Lord, help us begin to hear your voice. Access the power of God in our journey to freedom and our journey to wholeness. Uh, we also ask that you will help us build our faith, draw us to your promises, because there are so many of them assuring us of the fact that there is healing, there is wholeness for us. And help us to hold these promises close to us as we make progress in our journey. Thank you. Thank you for hearing us, for joining us today. Um, like I said, uh, the men's um, life and recovery group is a specialized group just to supplement whatever you have going on in your churches, in your men's group, in your men's, it's not a substitute for that. So please engage with church, engage with your men's group meetings. Uh, but I would also encourage if especially you belong to that 50% of men who are in church and they struggle with habits, hurts and hangups, please by all means take advantage of this group meetings because the beauty of the group meetings that we provide an avenue for sharing. So what will normally happen is that when I end the call, I would give opportunity for people to share and provide feedback and kind of connect personally with the things they have heard. That's an opportunity you can enjoy. Beyond that, we are gonna be recording these talks um, and then sharing them as far and as wide as possible. So please, by all means, take advantage of attending the sessions, inviting other people. If you need additional resources in addition to everything we have discussed, feel free to reach out to me on men's life 2021 at gmail.com. Men's life, M E N S L I F E 2021 at gmail.com. Send a mail and then share whatever your comments or your recommendations are, and we'll be happy to hear from you. We don't charge any fees, um, and um, I would encourage you to really take advantage of um, the conversation. Uh, to take things forward. So it's been great engaging with everyone here. And just remember that as you go, Jeremiah 30, 17 says, for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. This isn't really about just the wounds of your body. It's often the wounds of your soul, uh, the wounds of your mind, the wounds of your spirit as a man. So fantastic. Please reach out to me. Um, once again, I, I'm happy to be your host, Olumide. In the future, we're going to have different men who are on this journey of recovery sharing with us principles um, and then just uh, providing platforms for us to engage with the higher power, Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for joining. Enjoy your weekend wherever you are in Africa. God bless you.